there has never been a great act or achievement in the world's history that was not first visualized in the way I am teaching you. Everything is first created in the unseen of a visualization before it is manifest in the material world. When you, by a small stint of practice, can visualize clearly and distinctively, you will have developed a creative power, not figuratively but literally. Whatever you create in your mental world by means of visualizing will in time be manifested in the physical world. The outer world of matter is subservient to the inner world of mind. This is a great truth which has been withheld from ordinary people and has been, until recently, a closely guarded secret of certain groups. It is now given into your hands, you are put on your honor not to reveal it to others. When they have reached a certain stage of the development, the knowledge will come to them by some channel or other, and in the meantime it does more harm than good to try to impart wise knowledge to those who are not interested or ready to receive it. I hope enough has been said to arouse your interest in, and enthusiasm for, visualizing. The more clearly you can visualize the more clear-cut will be the result in your daily life. This creative power can be so highly developed that a sick person can make themselves well, a poor person can change their circumstances from poverty to prosperity, and a miserable and despondent pessimist can change themselves into a cheery optimist. By visualizing, and by denials and affirmations, exercising hope and faith, life, character and circumstances can be transformed. The results are so extraordinary that it is very difficult to get people to believe them, but they are nonetheless real. Therefore practice your affirmations and persevere with your visualizing, they will lead to results of which you can at present form only a faint conception of. To obtain the best results from this course it is necessary to set apart a special time every day for visualization and concentration. The reason people are so weak and unhappy is because they live the whole of their time in the subjective material world, the shallow life of the five senses, and neglect the deeper grander and powerful life of the inner mind, visualization and affirmation. It is the inner life that gives power, confidence, solutions, trust, peace and satisfaction. The outer material life of the thinking mind, judgments, only brings worry and nervous fear. The inner life of the deeper mind brings strength, wisdom, understanding and ability to accomplish and achieve with strong calm. It is a proven scientific fact that you grow into the likeness of that upon which you focus. You grow in the direction of your dominant thoughts. So ask yourself what are your dominant thoughts? Worry? You breed worries? Are you critical? You create criticism. Are you doubtful? You create doubt? Are you in love? You create love. Are you inspired? You create inspiration. If you see what's going well you breed more of it. If you see how people are doing their best you get more of it. Compliments grow people. Criticism shrinks them. In the home and at work. If you contemplate and think on what's wrong then more of what's wrong will come into your life. If you focus on revenge, your life will be turned into an inferno of trouble. On the other hand, if you focus on happiness and other higher mental states, then happiness will be yours. And if you let your thoughts dwell upon peace and peace of mind will result. If you say I can get my work done in six hours a day of focus you will. All these states and many others are within you, they can be summoned up and made a habit by taking time, ten minutes, morning and night in contemplation. You can summon up either good or negative, success or failure, strength or weakness, happiness or work, everything is in your own hands. So it will become obvious to you that when people are diagnosed with a stress or mental problem or even depression or trust issues, the focus on the problem breeds the problem. Nothing is sure. Sympathy and friendly advice of a spouse or family member can, rather than contradict wrongly placed self-diagnosis, enable it, and promote the negative through kindness. Greater than Rumi, the core of masculinity. Greater than. Greater than the core of masculinity does not derive from being male. Greater than. 
greater than nor friendliness from those who console. Greater than. Greater than your old grandmother says, maybe you shouldn't go to school. You look a little pale. Greater than. Greater than run when you hear that. Greater than. Greater than a father's stern slaps are better. Greater than. Greater than your unreliable emotions and blind senses want comforting. Greater than. Greater than the severe father wants spiritual clarity. Greater than. Greater than he scolds but eventually leads you into the open. Greater than. Greater than pray for a tough instructor to hear and act and stay within you. Greater than. Greater than Rumi. Mental and emotional health, the two core elements of life satisfaction, are more easily achieved if you turn off the advice of those who love and care for you because they have a vested interest in pacification and agreement. Instead it is better to turn off the computer, leave advice to professionals in your chosen sphere of success, leave psychology alone and get outside, sit under a tree and reconnect with nature. 99% of all the advice you get from friends who have read books, watched YouTube or done a few years of therapy or a self-help workshop slash yoga retreat is wrong, it is loving kindness making you weak, protecting you, but it can be potentially enable the thought process that focus on the problem and therefore cause more of it. Under a tree in nature the solution can be seen as balance. It is everywhere in nature, no need for a book or a theory. Good news and bad are everywhere. So, if you want good thinking, inspired thinking, then just follow nature. You do know that what is true in nature is true in you and what is true in nature is true in the entire universe? You go in the direction of your dominant thought. If someone says you are stressed it might be true but it cannot all be true all the time. You might say at work yes but at home no. Or at work yes but out on the tennis court or on my bike, no. It is best to focus on where you do not have the negative and focus on that so you breed more of it rather than focus on where you don't have it and breed more of what you don't want. Somebody might say you have confidence issues. You might use the balance law to say yes, at work in certain areas but no, at work in other areas. If you focus on where confidence is not you build more insecurity. If you focus on where confidence is perfect and strong, you get stronger. To the ordinary person in the street a thought is an airy nothing. They wear their heart on their sleeve without processing the thought to see if the emotion behind it is valid or whether it is just a reaction. Sometimes what we speak, which we can't take back, is just a flash in the consciousness, it comes, it goes, and there is an end to it. Better to not speak it. To the student of inspired thinking, mind power, however, thought is known to be the power that is greater than any other power, a force that controls all other forces. And once spoken has a life of its own both good and bad. It thinks, and suns spring into action. It wills, and worlds disintegrate, it loves and souls are born. You will see that thought is the origin of the visible world. All that we see around us is the result of thought. We may even go further, and say that all the invisible forces, which keep the wonderful machinery of the universe working perfectly and smoothly, are the thought energies of the same universal mind. A factory was once a thought. A family was once a thought. An illness was once a fear. A success was once a thought. 